so I'm kind of interested. Firstly, tagline for uh, the, the company Salix. Digital assets marketplace for science. I was trying to fascinate to know quite what that meant. Um, and then some of the industries and technologies all sort of interest me. So, yeah, what what does Salix do and, and what do you do at Salix? Well, um, we're coming from the scientific field, so we are chemists. Yeah. Um, I'm the CTO and my colleague is the CEO. We're both uh, doctors. And one of the problems in chemical industry, especially in Germany, is it's not digitalized. Okay. So what we decided to do is look at this angle and try to offer solution for the uh, digitalization of the chemical industry, basically chemical industry for zero. Mm-hmm. That's what we call it. So we are developing the platform, um, which includes holographic user interface. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's call it classical chemistry uh, solutions like um, predicting new molecules, yeah. designing new molecules uh, in the digital world. And since we're also aiming at the industry for zero, we're also thinking about IoT solutions within the industry. And that's where the digital asset marketplace comes in, because uh, we are making this on the blockchain. Okay. Yeah. What makes us different from the other people that do uh, blockchain, we don't use any cryptocurrency. Well, uh, have you uh, come across, they're in Berlin, a company called Ascribe? Yes. Yeah. So there's a few people doing asset. Yes. Uh, but, yeah. you know, most of the people, when they say blockchain, there is some underlying altcoin or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> I think that's changed, changing quite rapidly, but yeah. Yeah. So basically, that's what yeah. we do. Okay. So it's is it using the that to um, sort of a, like patent equivalent or um, something else? Yeah, basically, uh, the blockchain layer is ensures uh, who has the data, whom the data belongs to, where it did come from, where it goes. So it's a proof of uh, rights, basically. Okay. Okay. Um, and what's the, the IoT components? So you've got noted on the technology. Well, we are, uh, I'm myself an organic chemist by education, which switched to computational chemistry years ago. So we always envision uh, this part of the organic chemistry, especially at the industrial scale, where you would have some uh, robots that, uh, that would do uh, all the chemical experiments without the humans. So that's what we call this IoT which is basically robotics and automation. Okay, okay. So this is the this is the part. Okay. So you're building software and hardware or uh, we are building the software. We are planning to prototype with some sort of robots like based on Intel chips or Raspberry okay. Pi's. But of course I'm not sure that we are going to do it ourselves in the future. No, I mean hardware. So we are most interested in uh, software and then proof of concept yes. and then let's see where it goes. And so what stage are you at at the moment? Um, so the blockchain uh, marketplace is uh, ready. We don't have the very nice GUI interface, but I'm working on it. But the backend solution is finished. Um, so basically the, the platform consists of the four units. Let's call it this way. So we have a digital design of the molecules that is working for um, predicting some properties like Odor because we are focusing on this uh, particular angle at the moment. So we have designed our uh, um, software that 
explains why molecules have particular doors and things okay. like that. Yeah. Um, what, what was the motivation to, to start the idea in the first place? Um, the platform itself? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we are both young founders and we wanted to do things differently. Let's yeah. go this way. Um, myself, I was a bit frustrated with the academia. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So I wanted <laughs> to do things differently. My colleague was also not in a mood to do the 9 to 5 job. And his uh, pet project was this other aroma chemicals, so Odor. And I'm quite fascinated with the blockchain. Yeah. We are both chemists, we work in the same office, and we decided to do something together. Okay, and how long have you been doing it for? Oh, quarter two, 2017. Okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, we are sitting in the office for the last three years. We started doing it last year. Okay, okay. And do you have do you have any funding, or are you just... Uh, so this uh, Odor uh, studies have been founded by Volkswagen Stiftung uh, via experiment uh, program. Okay. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, at least you're looking for about three hundred to five hundred thousand here. I don't know how accurate that is, but I mean, that seems for high tech science that seems relatively small amount. Um, the relative small, small yeah. yes. Um, because uh, first of all, I focus on the chemical application field, so really bring the company to the level where we can predict a lot of other properties. Uh, because we started with Odor, which is not the most easiest one, to be honest. No. Yeah. Because there are other properties like uh, photovoltaics or conductivity, probably, that would be much easier. I would yeah. think that there is like really linear regression. Okay. Um, so we would like to expand the company in that direction, have some PhDs that would, would do work for us. And in that sense, that's why we're asking not that many, you know, millions. Yeah. Because we can still use the academia for that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I actually, because I've met um, a few biotech, I don't know, science tech, I'm not even sure what we want to call it, companies. Have you met any of the others the past couple of days that you've been impressed by? Or I've just uh, came back from the pitching competition okay. that is ha happening now. Yeah. And there are two companies that did catch my attention. So one of them is uh, trying to... Uh, um, identify bacteria in the food and the yeah. other one was quite interesting they were developing uh, in silico cancerous drugs so okay. that's quite closer yeah. sort of to us okay 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 um, and do you think is it a is it a good industry to be involved in in, in Germany or uh, yes and no because okay. well, I as I learned today yain yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, I think no uh, for the time being because it's still kind of we need uh, much more powerful to move this lo a very heavy locomotive because the industry has been relying on, on the manufacturing and the principles that have been laid down for centuries yeah. because German chemistry has been you know a background for many many uh, chemical industries. Uh, yes, because uh, Germany is going about digital uh, solutions. Yeah. So it's about time. Yeah, it's actually I didn't I didn't even realize that the whole industry 4.0 was a German and partially Japanese I think, but mostly German term quite recently. Um, 
do you think it's a, a good strategy or well the industry for zero is has been a term and it's been nearly everywhere on the press yeah. as we learn ourselves hard way it's a very fancy commercial world <laughs> but no one or actually very many um, not many people doing anything about it. So it's a very good, you know, buzzword. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So if you want to attract attention to your article, you can use, yeah, we're doing something for Industry for Zero, and then you just talk about whatever. That's how the situation is at the moment. Well, so what do you think it is? I think it's about a bit of mentality and um, people not talking to each other, industry not talking to each other. I think it's also a social aspect. Uh, we have an excellent uh, experience with the Nordic uh, societies. Yeah. Uh, I have been to Finland many, many times. We have good contacts there. And Nordic uh, countries have been digitalized for years. Oh, yeah. Nordic. And, yeah. of course, yeah. being exposed to that uh, culture and coming back to Germany, you are going like, uh, oh my god, why? Okay, so, um, who are you? Who's Who's... Uberch, 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 depending on how you want to. No, no, no. I, I don't think the association to Uber uh, played. No, no, no. I was played any oh, no, role. No, no, in no, 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 no. I was going for whether it should be pronounced in the English way or the German way. Yeah, it's in the English way, I guess. Birch, yeah. Because it's really. Uh, I won't tell you the story. It's actually quite boring, but it, <laughs> it's related to a birch tree. Okay. Okay. So, what? Who are you, and what is the the company? What do you do? Okay, I'm uh, responsible for business development mm -hmm. in the company. I'm actually not one of the founders. Okay. I joined the company uh, lately because one of the founders or the founder was the biggest chair in the company. was my former boss mm -hmm. at my former job and well, I like him. I like the topic and it's quite exciting at the company right now. Okay. And what the company does is... Uh, we in, in marketing speech yeah, and yeah. then I will explain what it really means yeah, in marketing we speech we're building a unbroken and unbreakable chain of trust between um, pickup of data yep. and recording or storing yep. the data uh, in the cloud you could say and the reason uh, we do this actually this has to do with a little story which happened to our this founder some years ago is a guy with many interests he got interested in all of this maker stuff and hardware finally he's a psychologist by education but founded a software company later on and suddenly he discovered his interest in hardware and one of the things he did was to make his own home into a smart home yeah yeah, yeah. And after a while, suddenly, one Saturday morning, uh, yeah, he heard some sounds downstairs from the family. They couldn't open the windows. Lights were going on and off. They couldn't leave the house. The yeah. door was locked. Yeah. <laughs> they thought at first he was making a practical joke, but he was asleep. Yeah. A hacker had hacked into oh, wow. his smart okay. home. Uh, not a very mean or nasty hacker. He just wanted to have a little fun. But after that, uh, Stefan yeah, researched a little bit about harder security on the IoT and what he found actually was not much. Oh. So security in IoT was and still is a kind of oxymoron. Oh. Yeah? It's, it's not a marriage made in heaven. And of course, many people these days think about it and you often hear from the major suppliers 
not an issue. We are covered. Uh, you find industrial strengths, industrial standards, security on our solutions. But to be honest, industrial standards, security means we did not think about it much. We did not invest yeah. a lot of creativity yeah. Yeah. or energy into it. And really, that's the case. You cannot bolt on security after you already have finished the architecture of your IoT cloud. Sure. Yeah. So, and that's where we found more or less uh, the current vision of Uberge. So we set out to make the IoT more secure for personal and for professional reasons. And we're doing it by applying yeah, established cryptographic principles to yeah data transfer and then data storage mm -hmm. and what we make differently from yeah industrial standard is industrial standard focuses on you could say transport level security yeah. transport level security is a standard term tls yeah but in addition it means that you mostly what you mostly do is you secure transfer of data from a to b yeah. encrypted yeah. decrypted yeah. Yeah. yeah like https uh, on the web but this does not secure what is happening with the data once it has arrived in yeah, the cloud, okay. for example. And yeah. that's much more attractive yeah. as a attack vector for exactly. any yeah. third party. They would. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense to attack these thousands or tens of thousands of connections with sensors and the cloud. It, it's much more interesting to attack the cloud systems or the cloud storage yeah. Yeah? Yeah. and transport level security does not protect you from that no. and in addition there are some systems who do uh, some solutions which do similar stuff than we I will get to that in a moment but uh, cryptographic principles yeah always involve some kind of key and they usually store this key centrally or do a backup or provision it centrally and there you have a attack vector again yeah, yeah you just have to hack this kind of storage and then you can break yeah. into the system completely so what we basically do is uh, implement a public key infrastructure yeah. on the iot uh, devices which implement our protocols we built two of these devices ourselves, so uh, two boards which you can integrate into other things. These devices generate a private key on the device, public key too, of course. The, the private key never leaves the device. It's in protected memory on the device. There is no backup, there is no transmission. And then every data packet uh, being exchanged between this device and the cloud is signed, yeah, it's, it's packaged. And, and signed and this data then is transferred to our cloud finally it goes into a blockchain for example and if we implement this right how we do it you can make certain that every data point you have recorded finally in the end comes from a certain device with a certain ID which is anchored in the cloud too yeah, yeah? and of course, you can still manipulate the data, but as soon as you start manipulating the data, you will detect it immediately because it doesn't match yeah. the, the public key yeah. anymore. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and this is what we implemented in a smooth and easy to integrate way. 
and we see a lot of applications for it of course otherwise we wouldn't have done it in uh, for all business models where you really have to trust the data mm -hmm. or you can or you more or less need to store it in a way that you can prove to others that this is exactly and this is everything you recorded from your devices so the first vertical where this need is quite apparent right now is the uh, insurance industry yeah, sure. yeah. especially uh, what we found out we weren't aware of that especially in the reinsurance industry the the part where really the the products are manufactured okay. and then yeah. sold by what yeah. we call insurance companies yeah. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of interest in that especially right now of course for the big contracts in where industrial where, where factories manufacturing devices large-scale very expensive ones are um, insured where you really want to make sure that uh, the owner of these devices has operated them in the agreed-upon way, yeah, 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 stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, so this is one of the yeah. verticals we are attacking yeah. right now where we are finding a lot of interest. But all in all, where we see a very interesting area of application is uh, the whole smart contract stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because right now, smart contracts, you can only apply to purely digital business yeah. models yeah. yeah and i think well maybe i mean there's a lot of interest in uh, supply chain and things like that which is tracking physical stuff but yeah exactly yeah. yeah and as soon as physical stuff is involved you really want to have an oracle in their terms which can be trusted as much as some public website these days because many of these smart contracts are based on information uh, you gather from public websites where you say I can trust it because it, it yeah. will become apparent very yeah. soon yeah, yeah. if someone hacks it and so yeah. on yeah? yeah but just imagine your business model is depending on getting these data from little sensors for example in the supply chain mm. yeah where certainly no one will go to the sensor and make sure yeah. that it's actually being measured there yeah. but you have to trust yeah. the data which is coming in in the millions so there would be like a point there like um there's a point when the sensor is installed and it's checked and someone signs it to say yes this is accurate yeah and then if it if that changes then it gives someone an opportunity to say if something's not right Maybe the data from here can't be trusted anymore and we should investigate it. For example, yeah. yeah. What we have integrated into our platform too is uh, standard mesh and learn basic uh, based fraud detection too. But in essence, of course, we cannot guarantee that the pure sensor will work right. If you have a light sensor and someone puts a head yeah, over yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, it's something we cannot influence. Yeah. But it's starting at the point of the sensor we can really guarantee the data which is gathered there yeah, yeah. is exactly what is reaching the cloud and even more if you yeah record a kind of protocol if you yeah more or less make a ledger yeah that blockchain principle we can put in a trusted timestamp for yeah. each data getting in and we can make sure that no data is deleted no yeah. data is added yeah. nor it is modified without being detected yeah. So, to to add this layer of 
of trust, as you've described, do you have to use your end-to-end system or can you use the sort of trust element on top of another IoT platform? Yes, of course. It's, it's, yeah. uh, we are not uh, that large yeah. or ambitious that we say we are building uh, the, the all-encompassing yeah. platform for the future IoT. Our solutions are being meant in a way to be integrated into existing platforms. We are trying to uh, get corporations uh, running with the uh, yeah, established players yeah. in the market, uh, the Siemens, uh, General Electric, Bosch, Electrics, Bosch yeah. uh, even with companies like SAP yeah, yeah. who are offering stuff yeah. in that area. Yeah. So uh, we would like to become a component. Yeah in their offerings right now. This is actually very interesting because uh, Germany has kind of coined this industry 4.0 term. But it's just a term. It's just a term, but it it often involves uh, more data-intensive industry, shall we say. And then also Germany and Austria and Switzerland, the China German-speaking countries, are very almost always correlated with security and trust. So it's kind of a very... It's sort of almost in exactly the right place. <laughs> yeah, you could, yeah. <laughs> you could, you could say this, idea. but I, yeah. I don't think this describes the situation precisely because no. um, where we are really sensitive in this area, I think, is more uh, data with regard to privacy, I think. Maybe, although I think, like, I mean, especially when I speak to... Uh, but Americans and things, you often like when you hear of a company from Germany or Switzerland, especially Austria, a little bit, people always think, oh, yeah, I mean, I can trust them. Like, it's up yeah, to but, her. It's a, yeah, <laughs> whether you think it's true or not, that's a, what people no, think. To a certain degree, <laughs> I think it's true. Yeah. Uh, for example, in the last company, uh, I was working together with my current boss. Uh, our business model actually was based on trust, too. So we really had to trust. The, the records which our clients gave us at the end yeah. of the month to build them because we, of course, we could detect some anomalies, but in the end, we could not really yeah. measure how intensively they were using our solutions. And without going too much into prejudices, this business model worked fine in some countries. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it didn't work so well in other countries yeah. where business culture was different, where it was okay to cheat your supplier, to be honest. <laughs> yes. yeah? So, uh, this part, this is certain, yeah. but what, what we are doing right now, and that's where part of the relationship with the blockchain comes into play. Everybody's doing blockchain these days, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, yeah. And the yeah. blockchain is one part of our solution because it um, is a distributed, decentralized way to establish trust. Yeah. And that's why it fits perfectly into this kind of approach. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest with you, I'd say last year, everybody was using blockchain, including a whole lot of people who had no valid use yeah. case. Whereas this year, most of the people I've met actually have a valid use case for it, which, which is good. I think a lot of people just went, ooh, and then... Like, why are you using it? Oh, because. Like, no, the, you could just use a database. Like, but now a lot of yeah. the companies I've met this yeah. year have been and much more. And it's true in the market, even from the technological side, is becoming more mature. For example, yeah. um, what we are doing, 
in the end is something which generates a lot of data. High frequency, high volume data, at least potentially. Right now, our most of our test cases are not that, yeah, are not big data, but in the end, of course, it will get into the area of big data. This is not something you can stuff into a real public blockchain right now no, because they are all yeah, yeah, yeah high yeah. cost low frequency yeah, yeah. um yeah. little payload yeah. applications no, and that's for example yeah. why we build it and this is quite established right now too we have a side chain we have a private blockchain which is working yeah high yeah. frequency high volume yeah we anchor the data from time to time in a public blockchain actually we're using mostly bitcoin which is rather expensive but it yeah. works fine because yeah. it's very high trust yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this solution together, yeah, is a highly trustable and efficient system, yeah, to store and, and to secure, um, yeah, big data. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, at the moment, are you just in testing stage, or do you actually have some live clients as well? Or uh, in German, we would say "jein," yes and no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in English, we just say we have project, same, really. Yeah, we but I've have, never heard this. I've yeah. remember this for Yeah, I remember Jain. <laughs> it doesn't work in English, I think. I know you. Well, it doesn't work as tidily. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you would say yes and no. It, it, that's not as much fun as Jain. The, the maybe most direct equivalent might be kinda. <laughs> so we have uh, projects with uh, real customers, yeah. even with paying customers okay. right now. But it's to be honest, it's uh, what we call lighthouse projects, yeah. where we want yeah. to establish um, our technology and the principles we work with with uh, yeah high reputation yeah, sure. uh, customers, more or less yeah marketing yeah you could yeah. say, and of course proving ground yeah. uh, for our systems. Um, so these are projects which are not yet business critical yeah. for our clients. This is the biggest difference, yeah. no, no, I exactly would say. Yeah. 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 But these are real-world yeah. solutions. Uh, two of them yeah, in the insurance industry. Um, another one yeah, actually in the industry 4.0 environment, yeah. which I cannot talk about right yet. And even with a consumer product, which is quite funny. Um, of course... It, it's a friendly company. Yeah, uh, one of our founders is uh, a shareholder at the other company too. It's a project called Trackle. Quite funny. Tracker. Trackle. Oh, Trackle. Trackle. Oh. Trackle. Yeah. And it's a tampon-shaped device, which a woman puts into the vagina when she goes to bed, measuring her body temperature. Okay. Very, very precisely. Yeah, I think my my wife might have written about. She does. Purely IoT coverage, yeah. but she's not here. Yeah, I think she might have written about it. And it's a cologne company. Not thought a lot of it. Yeah, anyway. they had a, they had a not, not Kickstarter. I don't yeah, know, what's the other platform which is more popular in Germany? Indiegogo. No, oh, my, in Germany, one of these no, yeah. platforms. Yeah, um, they were quite successful right now, and uh, they assume that over time, when the machine learning is, is finally done, and for a, a greater number of, of test users. They will be nearly as good, really, as a pill. Yeah. Sure. Right now, if you're yeah. just doing measurement, it's yeah, no, connected it's, tablets. I've actually yeah. heard she's she's mentioned this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So this is yeah. an interesting product too, where you want to make sure hmm. that the data stays private, that it is definitely attached to yeah. this device, that yeah, there yeah, can yeah, be yeah, no yeah. confusion, yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. it's an interesting application, yeah. but 
we uh, this is not our business model. We don't want to get into consumer products. It's actually, I mean, it's a shame I didn't think of this earlier, but <laughs> you have a few minutes left. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because often IoT data has been considered kind of low value, like high traffic, low value. Like if you miss a few bits here and there, yeah. oh, whatever. But I guess you're starting to add that layer of like actually more high, more important IoT data. Yeah, this this is one side of it. Another option, uh, which is interesting with our approach, uh, for example, in the in the in the the public space in the open data scene, uh, with our kind of solution, you can actually transfer the data in the open for by just publishing the the public key to everyone. Everyone is able to read the transferred data and still cannot change it cannot tamper the records yeah so it's 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 not always about privacy we can be open and still secure yeah, yeah? Right, for sure, so yeah. this is an interesting approach yeah, which yeah. we are discussing with some of with yeah. some german cities yeah. right now yeah. yeah so that uh, the system is still delivers trustworthy data but in an open way which others can analyze where you can build machine learning models so on you can trust yeah? it so, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So what are you at Pioneers for? What are you hoping to get out of Pioneers? Contacts to people with money. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're just raising. We had a first seed round last year. Yeah, so... Uh, we're raising right uh, now again. And, and yeah, we had some interesting talks. Yeah. Talks with uh, VCs, which we already knew, where we were just updating, and uh, new ones, which we contacted. And because right now, I think... Uh, our basic technology works it has proven that it works and we have to polish it um, especially we would like to become more of a self-service platform yeah. right now it's still yeah very much project oriented yeah, and doesn't sure. scale too well no. um, and of course yeah we would like to scale on the sales side too yeah. uh, going into this business business to market in the end will be yeah people business so yeah we really have to ramp up sales and of course we need capital to do that cool okay start by showing you a couple of uh, images so you can get an idea of like where we're going with uh, Fable. Then I can give you a quick demo on how it works. Mm. It's actually not that complicated. No, it really shouldn't uh, be really, I suppose, yeah. Let's see. So I guess that you're already aware that there's like this uh, need to teach kids like 21st century yeah. skills, right? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's been a, there's also like statistics that like 47 percent of all jobs will be uh, yeah yeah so 40 percent of all jobs will be automated by 2034. Mm-hmm. It's still debatable whether it's like 30 47 percent of each of the jobs that are in the market or if it's like yeah. whatever. But the the fact is that we need to allow people to be creative, innovative, to help them pivot. So if, the, if there's a market change and they have to change careers mm-hmm. on the path, then they ha- they have to be able to do that, right? There's going to be an increase in, in the demand for teachers, uh, so we need to build tools that can empower them, like to teach better. So what we did was that uh, 
build uh, Fable. So we we're a group of researchers. Mm -hmm. We uh, helped uh, collaborate with Lego to design the next generation of Lego bricks. Yeah, well, you're you're Danish, aren't you? Yeah, we're a Danish company. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but we are by no means like sponsored by Lego or collaborating now. Um, so the idea is like to build robots in seconds. So can we build a system that allows people to build robots in mm -hmm. seconds? And uh, our approach to it is. Uh, Fables. So with Fable, you have like different types of modules that you can like snap, change, reconfigure. So you can uh, you can build like snake robots like in a second, right? So you can imagine that if you if you build a. I'm, if you, I'm, I'm if making you, a little video. Ah, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> so if you rearrange them in, in different ways, like for example, with this guy here, uh, you have a four-way branch. <laughs> Then you can just like take the legs out and start to build a walking robot. Let's build one. So, uh, I'll hold on here. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to drop it. So there's another one. And you can start to see like where this is going. Right? Like this. And then like this. So now you have like a, a walking robot and you, it only took a couple of seconds to build it. Yeah. So then you can go directly to the app and start to program it. You can also download code directly to it so you don't have to start from scratch. And you can reconfigure things and fix them, right? Because with other systems like with Lego Mindstorms, mm. it takes like four hours to build something. Yeah. And there's a reason why they come with an instruction manual, right? Because they, it's, it's going to yeah. be pretty difficult to build something that's like better than the hero. So another thing that we're focused on is like to keep robots cheap and dumb. Mm -hmm. So by this, I mean that we all of the computation is done remotely. So right now we use the PC. You can yep. use your tablet, yep. and eventually you you will use a cloud. So that will bring the cost down on each of the modules, because each of the modules they just focus on like our limbs, right? Mm -hmm. Like move here, move back, move front, and all of the high end things like face recognition. Mm -hmm text-to-speech and all these things that are handled at the cloud. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Another thing is that we want to build robots, uh, have a tool that allows people to build real robots to solve real problems. Um, and with Fable, uh, we're getting closer to it. So we, we also design it so you can snap in uh, cheap, small modules for the consumer version, you could say. Mm -hmm. And you can also snap like high-end modules for the industry. So the, uh, we made a scalable connector that you can build this connector like a, in a larger size for the high-end motors and then snap it together and it's compatible. Okay. Um, we also uh, focus a lot on like growing yeah. Uh, yeah. together with yeah. the user. Right? Yeah. So as I said, it's easy to assemble. We have a library of modules so you can build your own creatures. Uh, you can build industrial robot arms, snake robots, walking robots. This is more or less like the app, like mock-up style. Yeah. yeah, scratch style. We also collaborated with like uh, Mitch Resnick and the Media Lab. Okay. At some point, and we learned a lot from like block programming and so yeah. on. And then we we decided to integrate it with uh, Google's Blockly. Okay. Um, so right now we put in the in, into production like these two uh, modules, and these are like sort of like the library of things you can build. They look, they look very different from the other learning robots, that's for yeah. sure. But yeah, probably oops, still videoing. Um, sure. But probably more uh, accurate to what 
robots will actually look like. <laughs> they don't tend to look like cute blocks in the uh, <laughs> yeah, industrial no. world, do they? So they look more like this. More like this, right? Yeah. This is like sort of like more, uh, and we're moving more into like a, a social thing, right? Uh, we we tested the the robot, the system, with uh, more than uh, 500 kids in Denmark, mm. so close to 600 now. And one of the examples of like how teachers can use our system is yeah. that. The, in this school and then they grabbed like a classroom and they said okay we're gonna make an innovation week mm -hmm. so they took the students to a retirement home mm -hmm. and they learned about the problems that the elderly had and it was like things like uh, I dropped a remote control and I cannot pick it up yeah. I cannot feed myself and so yeah. on and so what these kids did afterwards was they brainstormed solutions for them they had two days to do so so they used like our system 3d printers and also like a workshop and so on uh, And uh, and then Nikolai, he did a feeding robot for a woman that had Parkinson's, and then he pitched the idea to her, and he felt so so empowered by her reaction that he then took his idea to a national competition, and he ended up in the finals. And then there were two other team members or groups uh, that did the same, and one actually won the competition. So I was like a like a very like exciting result and we want to make that the mean and not the exception right so now now we're working on an ecosystem of solutions on how can we make this happen so we want to make educational materials that teachers can just download and, and teach with we want to have adaptive learning so imagine that you have like a, a classroom with 50 kids and each of them has a robot but the robot can tell if the kid is learning something or not and he can help them mm. So the teacher, he only has to do like the high-level things. He doesn't have to go to each individual student and figure out if they're actually getting the information. We'll have different coding interfaces, like as, as we already talked about. It's like Blockly, oh. Python, and then it could be Java okay. or C, C Sharp. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. it's language independent. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, educational apps to uh, entertain kids, and uh, we'll also have assessment tools, so we'll mine data. From the from the different robots and feed it back to the to the teacher, so he gets a digested like a version of things, and he can focus his time on the kids that actually need his time. Mm. Uh, and then we'll work on sharing yeah. platforms to promote uh, uh, things that usually the educational system doesn't grade well, mm. like uh, if you work well in teams, if you if you help other people, if you share your knowledge, mm. if you teach, you know. Okay. okay. So I just like to uh, encourage yeah. kids like yeah. to do uh, other stuff. Now we're working on an interactive app. It's uh, I left my phone charging, but it's a uh, it's you get a, a pair of eyes. Oh, it's actually um, on the it's on a phone. So see if you put the phone in the yeah on a phone holder. Okay. So then you make a, a social robot as yeah. well. So then you can uh, you tap into your phone because we have a Bluetooth communication as well. So then you can program the eye movements so you can make it happy, sad, frustrated, and so on. And those will be simplified in blocks where you can say, like, if you see mom, mm. then smile yep. or then be happy, you know, yep. wave. Uh, so this will be launched in August this year. And uh, we're working on more yeah. modules, raising funding, and so on. I mean, um, <laughs> so... I mean, it looks it looks very different from some of the others I've seen. Um, probably more depth 
but it looks sort of more complex and thus I would guess possibly more expensive than um, sort of like the, the most of the ones I've seen so far have usually been sort of 150 to 200 euros for a kit I'm guessing this is going to be a bit more expensive yes this is going to be more expensive we're, we're sort of like now estimating around 450 okay. euros uh, per kit yeah uh, this is of course to like we were aiming at the educational sector we yeah. will when we go to the consumer market we will lower the, the price okay. uh, but in the beginning we will target like a people that usually like they're already invested in three yeah but it, it grows with you a bit as well i mean this is the thing like i tested one of the sam labs ones mm. i gave it to a friend's children and he said yeah like they weren't really after they kind of played with it they weren't really sure what what they came could next. do yeah so yeah, and this is this still a prototype or is this a finished this is a finished product so we're using the yeah. lego bricks for now as a but everything is pretty pretty well made yes uh, so those are like they were made with steel molds injection molding yeah. uh, everything like uh, in the proper way mm. Mm. Uh, the only thing that we are sort of like that we didn't implement in the beginning was uh, the buttons here we yeah. didn't uh, we didn't have the funding like to do the molds yeah. and the switch but otherwise everything can I feel uh, how heavy it is yeah sure Oh, it's reasonably heavy. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> so you can uh, you can detach it. You can uh, just get a feel of the system. You need to pull it apart because it's locked against like a. Okay. Feels like you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you connect to it? Is it Wi-Fi or all Bluetooth or? So we we built our own protocol because uh, let me just show you. Um, how it works. So you plug in this dongle. Okay. Wow. So uh, the way that this works is that you put this guy in, and as you can see. <laughs> Okay, so let's uh, let's start with something uh, simple, right? So I'll delete this. We say let's uh, tap into this guy. I'll take some of them out. This guy here, right? So if this one is pink and this one is blue, then yeah. they're not paired. They're not connected. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to find the pink color either in this one or in this one, and then you just like pair them. When they're the same color, then they're in a connection, as you can see in the in the app. You can see that it's John Five yeah. KA, and there's the label here that okay. indicates that it's this okay. one. So if we put it into a random position, and now we say, okay, we want to make something. So we go into actions, and then we take the block that represents the robot. And we say move to the zero zero position on module five ka. So we do this. We press play, and Oop. then it works. Yeah, <laughs> there was a problem with the USB port, but uh, then it works, right? So and then we undo like a. It's always like this when we show you things. Like that. Uh, so we then we can delete this. And I'll do something. <laughs> you have the. Uh, it's you, built for it. You so. have the hardest job for demo. Uh, let's see. We turn another one on. So this is 
aka so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna read the values of the motors of this one and this one will control this motor this robot here okay so you can move this one around and then this one will mimic it so what we're gonna do is we're gonna put a loop here we're gonna snap it into this way and then we're gonna take the angle of robot what is it 8ka no 5ka and we're gonna put it into 8ka mm -hmm. and then let's see we copy paste and we do the same thing for the y and then that's it so that means that uh, this one is the master and this one will mimic. So we move this one to this. And then we press run. So you can try and move this one around. So in this way you can create interactive environments, right? So imagine if this yeah. is a sensor on a door yeah. and that triggers something. Then you can build uh, something that's very interesting and much different than other systems. And it only took one line of code. Yeah. Right? So it's something very, very simple. Yeah. Cool. And of course, you can go deeper and you can build like a more complex system like the walking robot and so yeah. on. <laughs> so the idea is that you can... Yeah, uh, certainly go to a lot bigger depths, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have uh, neuroscientists like modeling uh, the human brain and using our system. <laughs> right? So it's like... That's <laughs> really just slightly... Uh, slightly freaky <laughs> and then you can design your own modules yeah. snap them in you know so you can experiment a lot will all this be exposed on the final on the I think that for the consumer version we will we'll use other motors no just because I worry about these cables getting yes uh, but the the reason uh, why we chose this uh, this motor uh, at this point is uh, the cable. There's it's not a big problem because oh, yeah. if the cable uh, the ca you can easily replace it. Okay. So that's yeah. something that uh, yeah. schools can buy. Yeah. Uh, we're selling uh, like a service as well, yeah. so they don't have to worry about this. Uh, wow. But in uh, later versions, we'll remove the cable, so everything will be enclosed, right? Yeah. So, 